Hey, welcome in. On today's show, we have the Mitsubishi Outlander is uh, is uh, newly redesigned and revealed. Oh boy, this is. So we're going to talk. Yeah, yeah we're talk there's a little some bit interesting strategy going on there. Um, Chevy, Disney, and the Bolt EUV. If you don't know what an EUV is, stay tuned. Right. I see. I got that in order. Yeah, that's great. Right on. So, <laughs> hey, we're we're also going to be talking a little bit about Airstream. We everybody knows the the little silver rocket um, Airstream, which is uh, very recognizable in the uh, RV industry. They have got a little news coming yep, up on that. Something yeah. going on to cater to the EV crowd with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. What else? We got? Uh, we got NASCAR coming back to Nashville. Man, talking about a dang old NASCAR, come back to Nashville. Woohoo! Yep. Yeah, man, we're gonna get on done. We gonna talk about the boss now. So details on that. Jay's boss, your boss, or the boss? The boss, man. Yeah, follow up. Hey, yeah. Right, follow up on uh, that whole. Uh, what are we calling this? Jeepgate? Jeep? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, Jeep man. Gate. I I would call it, man. I'm gonna say, look, I think that um, I think that Springsteen was the boss before jeep so we'll see we'll see what happens hey all of that today and our main topic of the day keith give it up well stellantis kills the srt team or did they right battle of the planet of stellantis oh i love this Let's title go. all right everybody stay tuned battle for the planet stellantis coming up co-host along with my good friend and host keith over there what's up keith? hey what's up man oh not much man talking about a dang old nascar come back to nashville tell you what hello everyone you're done yeah we're back we're back hey this is this is post 500 we didn't have this on the list of things to talk about but we are talking nascar today um we won't let that be the uh, the first thing we talk about but i just uh i watched it it was kind of boring Talking about the Daytona. Yeah, yeah, a lot of rain. They should figure that one out, man. It rains in, in February yeah, well, in Florida. Well, Florida, February. What are you going to do, right? Yeah. Right. So, well, you're going to run around a Walmart. Yeah. That's what you're going to do. <laughs> so, so let's... Looking for them, looking for them COVID shots. Let, let's, uh, let's hypothetically, theoretically, say that you were going to pick something, you know, uh, I don't know, maybe like a news article that we wanted to talk about. Live... What would that? Yeah, what so, would that uh, hypothetically, theoretically, what would you what would you go with? Well, I'm going to go with GM. Okay. Um, let's talk about GM. Little G, little M. Dis- little G, little M. All right. Yeah. Um, you know, they bold statement recently. Bold, bold statement recently. You know, they're going to go. You know, carbon neutral by 2040. By 2035, no longer making diesel and gasoline engines, or what we call in this world ICE, internal combustion engines. Um, 
no longer going to be doing that. Um, and they had committed to what? 30 new electric vehicle models in that by neighborhood. the year 2025. So we're starting to see yeah. those things trend up a little bit with these guys. Um, and it's based on their um, their battery electrification program. Hey, what is the name of that thing again? Uh, what, Altium. What? Altium. That's it. Ultium. What do I win? Their Ultium platform. But, but we said this in previous podcasts that we kind of felt like that if they're going to win this battle, in the EV market, you know, you got to have something that's going to help you kind of stand out. And maybe this Ultium battery platform is the answer for GM to kind of keep, All that, right, so keep that alive. I want to mention a couple things here. First of all, if mm-hmm. you want more information on what we just, what Jay was just talking about there with regards to GM's plans, go to our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash parts counter gurus. Is that right, Jay? That is correct, and then, sir. You um, are correct. Hit, you know, hit the subscribe button. You'll be notified. But there is already a couple segments out there on, first of all, GM's vision. And then number two, their whole push for uh, being carbon neutral by 2040. And we get into that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, right. I want to talk not just about what they announced here with the Bolt, mm-hmm. but how they announced right. it. Okay, because they because right, they kind of right. yeah, let's do that and yeah. and so right about a year ago, in fact, right before the park got shut down, my family was at Disney and and it was leap mm-hmm. year, late late February. We literally shut right. the park down, Jay. Like you know, yeah. literally, right? We were one of the last, and then and then the then the COVID shutdown started to happen. We rode the. Um, the uh, so GM has a partnership ride at Disney. It's actually at Epcot, and right. it was uh, the boys went went with another family. Both both had boys. It was one of their favorite rides. It was their favorite ride, I think, at Epcot. Um, and, and it's called the Test Track. Yep. Right, and the Test Track is a real life slot car, correct? Yeah. So more or less, uh, yeah. it's pretty cool. <laughs> like speak. you design the car, and then yeah. you go out and you. Uh, you, the whole family gets in it, and you you run it on a test track, and it's a roller. It's it it handles at some points like it feels like you're on a roller coaster. So, uh, it, it's well done. It's well thought out. They did a good job with it. So 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 GM and Disney partnered for the reveal of this bolt. Um, you know, using like like leveraging Disney's magic, right, and all that. Yeah, and I, if you didn't see the reveal, I I did. Um, I watched it in depth. Um, Nick Cho, who is a TikTok creator, uh, I think he's uh, goes by the handle of Your Korean Dad. Um, he was the um, the host for that for that evening, and basically the whole the whole idea behind Disney getting behind GM on this is that, like Key said initially, they already have a partnership with with the ride at Disney World at Disney, and um, but GM comes out and basically says, you know what, we want to we want to tell a story. We want to get our story out about what we're doing for the future. And there couldn't be any better um, company or partner to help them get that message out in in this in this format, video format, because we are living in that virtual world now because of COVID. Um, it's so hard to get an audience retained to pay attention to anything. So it's quite creative that they went to this degree. Um, and if you, if you didn't watch the video and I'm sure you're going to play some, 
some segments of this thing in here. Are you talking about the um, test track? Or are you talking about the bolt? Uh, you know what? Let's do this. Yeah, I'll, pu- I'll put some of that in there if I can find it. But then yeah. we'll put a link so on our website stuff. at partscountergiver.com yeah. to the actual Disney uh, GM partnership yeah. reveal video. There's a lot of, um, you know, anybody who's ever been to Disney World, um, you know, you have, what was the big, uh, the big, there's a haunted house. Oh, it's called the Haunted Mansion. The yeah, it's still there. The Haunted Mansion, yeah. the ghost. So you've got all of these characters that appear in this video, along with the Tinkerbell character, the little girl, she's waving her wand and it starts the car and it's it's a magical experience for the family. So this is and smart. I now it is smart on smart. a couple levels. Number one, you know, Ford has done their whole Maki thing, and they've appealed mm-hmm. to you know, like they had uh, Ken Ken Block, you know, right. a, in that reveal. And Ford is, um, you know, they're kind of the. Uh, it's that you know, it's that sort of mm, testosterone testosterone kind of crowd, right? Like they're going yeah, after the I, you I know the Bronco, macho, they went after, the macho yeah, crowd, John Bronco, and that whole thing, right? And then, <laughs> right, which was great. And then, if you haven't so, seen John Bronco do it. Yeah, right. And so uh, GM CEO Mary, and we've said this many times before on the show, you know, mm-hmm. she's talked a lot about how the future of GM is not these huge um, these huge assembly plants. They're sort of refocusing their efforts. And so they're going, well, hey, let's go after the Disney families here. Let's go after, you know, people that maybe, I mean, who's going to drive one of these things? And... It looks to me like they have revamped this thing. Now let's get into a little bit of you know what it what it we is. We will, but but back to that marketing strategy. Yeah, and 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 then we'll get get into the details. It's so smart of them because if they are going to win the battle mm-hmm. in the in the world of EVs and and really sell that and pitch that yeah. carbon neutrality, then who do you target? You target little Tinkerbell well, sitting in the back seat riding that car because those. Are, that's the audience that's going to be buying the future electric vehicles by 2040. And, and to and some extent, marketing can make all the difference in the world. It's not necessarily this is a very smart best. Move. It's who who gets the audience first, right? That's right. And that's right. and and you know, their best does have a factor, and that's a podcast for another day. But you know, if you go back and mm-hmm. you look at the Apple versus Microsoft story, Microsoft got there first. They had better marketing, you know, in mm-hmm. in the old days, and and that's changed that's right. a little bit now, but. They are heavily saturated in the business world because of that. So, so, so good job on GM's part. Um, you know, certainly, you know, why not use some of Disney's, you know, hey, we got nobody in the park. Let's, yeah. Um, right. That helps Disney they're too. They're calling you know, this thing, what you want to talk a little bit about, about the, the bolt itself. And, and you have a family member with the previous generation, if I'm not mistaken. Um, correct. And, you know, it, it, it's a good ride. I mean, it's an entry-level vehicle, um, but if you look at the price of it, even the price of this, so that's something you got to pay attention to as well. This this vehicle ranges from say thirty to around forty-five thousand, depending on which model you get. Now, you only had the one model in the beginning, which was just the Bolt EV. Yep. Now you've got what they call the EUV, which is obviously a play on words uh you know electric utility vehicle which has a has a larger um interior uh wider body both of them actually do they've been kind of rebadged there there's a lot more creature comforts on the this generation than there were before they're putting the technology where they need to put it which is you know giving the customer 
that experience. And I think they portrayed that well in this video with some of the connectivity, um, some of the things like Supercruise technology. The Supercruise technology is something that GM came out with, and I think they specifically came out with it for their flagship Cadillac, um, yeah. the Cadillac models, and the Lyric will it's, obviously it's have that It's trickling down well. now, right? It, it, it's starting to come down. And um, it's pretty cool technology. So basically... And the steering wheel in this thing, by the way, when you're in super cruise mode, um, it like you have a green light in front of you in the dash, um, but you also have a green indicator bar on physically on the steering wheel, so it's in your face. But there's a camera that pays attention to your facial expressions and what you're doing. It's 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 watching every move that you make. That's why I put it. It's a little it's cool, but it's a little creepy. Yeah. Because that thing is like it's you know where is that information going? Well, I, I have no idea, but it's going to the um, the onboard systems uh, for safety. And if you take your eyes off the road too long, or uh, you know away from mm-hmm. the road too long, then all of a sudden it alerts you. The steering wheel lights up in red. Um, it's a big yeah. red bold, and it makes you. And you have to take. It wants you to take back control. Yeah. Speaking of, so, uh, yeah, the whole you know, like the Tesla people with the you know orange in the steering wheel trick. Like they're they're trying to make sure you don't try to force uh, autopilot. Speaking of Tesla, and we had mentioned this on a previous episode. This thing is now range competitive with a with a Model Three. You know, they've done a good job abs- with that. Absolutely. Have you seen, are um, you seeing, or have you seen, like, I, I love how they're just going after, like, you see the X-Wing and their, and their little, oh, yeah. uh, you know, like, yeah, the whole, oh, they mode. had, um, yeah, I mean, they, they've got a lot of, you'll see a lot of Star uh, Wars, yep. um, uh, char- you know, some characters or ships and stuff in here, yep. um, you know, so it's, it's, it's an, it's a really cool video to watch, so, actually, but it's definitely a crossover, right? I mean, would you, you'd, you'd call it a crossover. It's a crossover. Yeah. It's it's um look, here's what I say you have. <laughs> you've got the Tesla entry level here. Yep. And then you've got the next level up, the crossover. That's what you have. Those models in a GM. Because how are you going to compete? Who are you competing well, against? You're competing against Tesla. And let, let's take that a step further. Now, I I don't know if you picked this out. This jumped off the page at me. Um Right. So, so Tesla went out and, and to sort of win customers over back when they were becoming, when they were gaining momentum, they had to foot the bill to deploy their supercharging network, their electric charging right. station network. And they, that right. was a, a, an assurance to their customers. Don't worry. We, we will reassure you. You're going to have plenty of places to plug this thing in and charge it up. And we... Rented one, uh, put it put put it on the show. Uh, Side shot and I went out and drove a Model Three, and literally like just didn't even like we just didn't even try, and we just found places all over Nashville to charge it. Um, right. GM is doing the same thing, but on a different level at a different angle. They're saying, "Hey, if you buy one of these, we will cover the cost of installing a home charging station." Now they're really not; they're building it into the price of the car, but still. That is a very smart move yeah. because it removes it's, it's, that, um, that obstacle, that objection. Hey, I got no place to charge this, and I don't want to spend between two and five grand to have it installed. Right, and and what do we call that? Innovation. I love Innovation. how they're 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 talking about ingenuity all over the uh, the the product reveal. Just a- absolutely, man. It, it is very. I, I think that you know, we've been given GM. 
you know, some and, and deservedly so. They've, they, we've 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 thrown a few punches yep. for the C8. The, the, you know, let's face it, the, the the Corvette, the C8, not being able to be delivered. Well, is, I thought is, this bolt, the for first them. generation, I thought it was a huge disappointment. You know, I, I was it. Yeah. Well, and again, I've I've been over to the local dealership, and now look, now here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to I'm going to when when this model comes out, I'm going to compare it to the model that I'm going to drive. And see see how much better it actually is. But I see Tesla all over this thing, man. And I hate to say that, GM. Well, don't get me wrong. It's what's but popular, if I'm gonna copy, right? If I'm going to copy somebody, I'm going to copy Tesla. Doesn't man. the front end look a little bit like the Mach E to you? It does. It really and, does. And I got to say, like this looks to be a very smart move for them. I, I hope it does well for them. Um, it will. I would love to know where they're going to build these things. It looks like the the, tw- the this is the 2022 model year for both Bolt models now, right? And we're talking about the the, the next generation. The regular Bolt EV is going to start at about ter- thirty two thousand. So again, very price competitive. And then their EUV, which is really more of their crossover, uh, is going to start mm-hmm. at about thirty four thousand. So you know, yeah. just about three or four thousand dollar price difference at at base for these. The only th- yeah, and the only thing is, is like you know, and, and really, GM they they need a big hit, man. They really need a big hit here, um, because they're betting their entire future on this yep. this, this battery technology. Um, but they have to create a, a, an electric vehicle that people really really want to buy. Um, and so this is kind of a, this is a really a step up well, from the current generation Bolt. I, I, I just think that this does this for them. Young, young adult professionals. Uh, I can even see college age. I, you know, uh, Model Threes are expensive. Like you get that thing the way you want it. You're forty, forty five, fifty grand. Pretty easy to get to that price point on a Tesla. This yep. is ten, fifteen thousand dollars less. Now, yeah, arguably it's less of a car, less of an automobile than what you get. You know, but well, yeah, but. Some people aren't going to care about all those extra niceties, and they're going to go right to the low low price competitor, right? They are. Here's what I found interesting, though, and I think it kind of makes it, it, it this it makes sense and ties into why GM did what they did, the approach with the redesign, because the first gen on this thing, they're overpriced. I mean, right now you can get yeah. the first gen. They're they're offering like fifteen thousand dollars off at the lot. Um, to, to to unload those things, and if you if you look at why the price on that thing is very very similar to the entry level price on the new generation, um, but it doesn't have some of the technology and some of the nice creature comforts that the new the new Bolt does. Mm-hmm. So it's exciting yeah. for Jim. I'm happy for those guys, man. Um, it's a big deal, don't you think? Right, it's huge. I mean, we're talking about it's a, it. It's got to be a big deal, it's right? It's a huge, exactly. <laughs> it's a huge step in the right direction for GM. So, um, it's a f- I was glad to see that happen. Yeah, so. it's fun to watch. I, lo- I like watching all this stuff. Kind of, this is why we do what we do, you know. And by yeah, the way, it is. If you like what mm-hmm. we, if you like watching and listening to us do what we do. Go on over right. to uh, YouTube, youtube.com forward slash parts counter gurus, and hit the subscribe button while you're there. Ring the bell. You'll get notified when we bump the microphone or release future videos. Uh, check out our podcast at partscounterguru.com. You can find uh, podcast links. There's a tab at the top. So, whatever, uh, wherever fine podcasts are given away for free, 
whether that's Spotify, Apple, uh, Google, uh, I don't know. There, we, I've, tune I've, in. Tune in. There, we, we, yeah. We're in all. Amazon. We're on all of them. Yep. We're, yeah. We're, we're there. Go check we that out on our there. website. While you're on our website, there is a mentioned on the podcast tab. Everything that we talk about, including some of the video links to this stuff, will be uh, yeah. by episode. This episode is the battle for planet Stellantis, I think, or something to that effect. So you'll find it there. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, so uh, and by the way, for those of you that uh, are are already subscribers and fans, thank you so much. We appreciate it, and we uh, I, I I sincerely cannot tell you how much we appreciate it. And hey, and for those of you who are not so computer literate, get somebody else to do it for you. <laughs> yep, Period. there you go. All right, what's That's next? How you get around those things. Uh, we had another vehicle reveal. Okay. Just amazingly, man, all this stuff coming out. Let's let's talk a little bit about the new Mitsubishi Outlander. Okay. Um, Toyota, pay attention. All right, now. Here's why I say that. Before you get mm. into that, because that is that is a very interesting perspective to me. Jay brought something mm. out before we went on the air about why he thinks this is a good move for Mitsubishi. Um, mm. So... Do you remember before I want to I want to I want to give you kind of a perspective. We're going to do a contrast and comparison here. Okay, so Mitsubishi was, I would say, almost in their heyday in the 90s. Do you remember the Montero? Remember what an aggressive looking uh, SUV that was? They were wildly popular in the 90s. They had the little Eclipse sports car. They had um, they had at one. Was it the. What was the three thousand GT? Yeah, so that, too, that didn't that share car. some uh, share some parts with the uh, Chrysler? It was the, it Dodge was the Chrysler, uh, the Dodge Stealth. Yep. That's right. So, but Mitsubishi is not part of Stellantis. They're, so, they're not. They separated but themselves. They had, so. I mean, I've driven one of those three thousands, and you know, it was fast. Oh, they were? okay. Yeah, I think the Japanese production versions of anything that that Mitsubishi does, Toyota does, Nissan, any of those guys. They're going to be a lot different than what we we see here. So then they kind of lost their way. And I yeah. remember when the uh, recession hit in 2008, I w- was seeing a lot of Mitsubishi dealerships shuttered. They just went go, yeah. turned into ghost towns. They shut down. No creativity. And no creativity. They really didn't keep up with the changes. You know, when everybody else kind of changed their their design styles, and a lot of it was focused on fuel economy. I just I just don't even know. They didn't really have anything in those arenas. Now they've made some significant changes. Uh, the least of which is they moved their headquarters here to my backyard, across the street from Nissan. Yeah, that was a recent move too. So right? now, folks, you got Nissan and Mitsubishi yep. backyard. So all of a sudden, they're trying to show, they're making a concerted effort to show back up on the radar. And the yeah. timing of this is very interesting because of what you just alluded to, Jay, because we have previously talked on this program about Toyota being very quiet in terms of what they are up to that's game changing. Okay. Yeah. All, all of this. Yeah. All in the same time, they're killing, killing off models. Right. And we're like, what? The land, what? The land cruiser's going away. Um, yeah, the FJ's gone. The FJ's gone. You know, I yeah. So so now there was nothing that replaced those things. You have Mitsubishi going. Uh, hey guys, uh, but us, and and this was we got something. This was your yeah. You go ahead and take it from there because this is kind of your your observation. Well, well, I just you know when when I when I 
started looking at the specs on this thing and what they're doing, to me, it looks like, I mean, of course, it's not as big as the Land Cruiser, but it is something that could be a flagship for these guys like that Land Cruiser or that Forerunner or that, that Sequoia. You know what I mean? Um, so when I, when I started looking at, at the specs on this thing, I noticed a lot of the things that they were putting in this that they had never done before was very similar to what we're seeing Jeep do. Um, we're seeing Ford do it. We're seeing GM do all of these. Off, they're going off road. It is that. It, it, if you if you take a look at the direction that everybody is paying attention to, yep. I know you guys are probably getting tired of hearing Keith and I say this, but when we were at SEMA in 2019, if you didn't get a clue as to what direction the aftermarket was going or the OEs going. Um, then you were you you just weren't paying it's attention. All you overland, head, head off-road, it's all overland truck, stuff. Jeep. Yep. So this thing's boxy looking. It looks kind of Forerunner competitive to me. Current version of the Forerunner. Yeah. Definitely yeah. more aggressive than a than a crossover for sure. Yeah. Um, um. Yeah. Go go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say I was listening to you know a couple of the engineers and the designers of this thing, and they have the, the, the platform, they call it the concept, is the iFoodoto, which means authentic and majestic, whereas the older versions were seen as more casual. Be careful, Jay. So, we are uh, we don't want to get that explicit tag <laughs> on Apple. I'm not. I don't speak Japanese, <laughs> so that's the best that I have for you. But they came out with this thing. It has new drive modes in it, like uh, normal, tarmac, gravel, snow, mud. Okay, very there similar we go with to this goat what? mode thing, right? Goat, yep. goat mode, yep. right? Okay. okay. Um, everybody's doing this now. All these new drivers. And, and uh, GM's you doing have, it in the Hummer EV. Yeah. Of course, the goat mode That's references right. to the Bronco. Um, Toyota, did, but they had something kind of similar in my FJ, but it didn't have as many options. That was your crawl. Yeah, that was they called it crawl, crawl. But it, it was basically yeah. like sand, rocks, and, and, and ice or snow. But right, similar concept. So yeah, they're so did you? They're have you seen the interior on this thing? I have not. Holy moly, man! Okay, so when I saw the interior, I immediately thought like nineteen, say fifty five, Chevy Bel Air. Okay, white leather. Does it come this, with just Elvis? This particular model. It does not come okay. with Elvis, man, but I'm sure we can find it when we're in Vegas. But um, it's got the diamond pattern. Uh, on This is the, the elegance package. That's their big, yeah, trademark. Right, yeah. it's the big deal. But one thing I noticed, the other trend that I'm seeing with a lot of these newer, larger SUVs out there, not just EVs, but and the EV market is doing the same thing, is that I think they finally figured out, but that people want to move around in the cabin a little bit more. And as whereas before, if, if it if it's not a sports car, then why would you create a cockpit like a sports car? Right. Um, you know, I can get it for a Corvette or um, you know, maybe a, a Subaru BRZ or, you know, something like that, or or even the new Nissan um Proto. Um but you're seeing the trend of where the dashes are more straight line. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a lot more knee room and elbow room, just moving room, and a lot less blind in the way of blind yeah. spots. Um, it's very interesting to me. But they did; they went full on. They've got the twelve and a half inch infotainment screen, and then they got a nine inch navigation screen 
two, which I don't understand why you need two screens. But well, um, if you're like me, you know, you got you got one screen for side shot to push all the buttons while I'm driving and yelling at him to stop pushing buttons, and then <laughs> well, you know, and then the other one that's, is yeah. Well, that's why you're going to need their My Pilot Assist with Navilink sign and speed recognition, <laughs> which you can take your road, your eyes off the road for a minute, and it does it yeah. all for you. So again, everybody in the industry is is really really sticking their chest out with the technology that they have available to give to their consumers, and um, it's important. This is the you know we mentioned this recently about the Ford and Google combination, the pairing there. And technologies that go into vehicles these days and why that was such a smart move for Ford, but also why it was such a good move for Google is because this is the this is where we're at now. And if you're an auto manufacturer, your specialty is not all of this technology. So go grab somebody that has the technology and integrate it into your your vehicle. So They've done nothing different than anybody else, which is give all those creature comforts, the technology, the level of technology that it deserves. But they, I mean, they just didn't cram the same old stuff in it. Um, they created, a, there's a whole new engine platform. It's a 2.5 liter uh, inline four cylinder. Um, I think it, it creates around 190 horsepower. I mean, it's not a ton, but it's, it's you know, for what it is, um, you know, it's, it's enough um, I didn't really see any towing specs on it or anything, and we'll get you know we'll we'll I think what we'll do is we'll have a future podcast about SUVs, new generation SUVs, and let's stack them up against each other, like say in six months or something, and see see you know how they work into that off road or, or or overlanding crowd, which is going to work best. You know, is it going to be will the EV market win that, or will you still have People like Mitsubishi that are putting out, you know, internal combustion engine platforms um, with with you know greater technology. Who knows? We'll see. But I'm happy for Mitsubishi. It's something new for them. Um, again, it's just a larger, wider vehicle, bigger stance. They they claim it's more elegant, uh, more majestic, more you know, just different than what the previous version Good. was. And I did I did take a look at the previous version and. I just there's nothing appealing to now, me about it. This has a this has a little bit of a good look to it. I man, predict. Me. I mean, I like it. I predict. Mm-hmm. Now, okay. some of this is price dependent. They have to be price ladies competitive, and gentlemen, right? Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here. But first. I do predict this is going to do well for them. I think the timing is right. I think that they are positioning uh, this this design and all the stuff that Jay just laid out in terms of the features and the interior. It is positioned to do well. It's it's yeah. very appealing to a lot of uh, to a certain market that a lot of people follow and have an interest in. And I think we're going to be talking about this again. That's my prediction. I think it's not going away. I think it's going to grow in popularity. I think so. And you know, and 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 Honda and Toyota need to pay attention because they're they're directly going yep. after the CRVs and the RAV4 crowd and they'll win it because it is it is bigger. And this is America, um, we like the underdog, you know, we we like to root for the right, little right. guy. So, yeah. But this thing is like it's got a lot to offer, so you guys just stay tuned to that and and again, it's a 2022 um year model. I don't have a release date yet. I don't see that anywhere. Um but I'm sure that 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 it, it'll probably be around uh, this fall for you to be able to get your hands on it, but um yeah. Third third row seats too, by the way, in this little yep. thing. Which side shot so would it's, it's ask and point to that right. again being positioning them, you know. That's right. He, for he, that larger SUV. He constantly crowd. calls out 
these manufacturers that go and add a third row option maybe two or three years after a model change Look, to accommodate those those demands, right? They are. The Japanese are paying attention to what the U.S. Yep. is doing, the Americans are doing with, with these larger vehicles. Um, I mean, you saw Hyundai do it with the um, uh, Palisade, and you saw Kia do it with the Telluride, which is basically yep. the same yep. thing, but they're third row seating, and it's just... If, if you haven't been in a Hyundai Palisade or a Kia Telluride, do yourself a favor. Just go down and test drive one, man. They, they are, I mean, for what they are, the price of that, and for what they, I mean, they're like twenty-five dollars to $30,000 less than a Tahoe yeah. or anything like that. And, and for me, they're just as roomy and reliable. I've owned a Hyundai, for, Hyundai now for nearly 12 years. Just a great ride, man. So anyway, so yeah, there there you have it. Congratulations to um, to Mitzi uh, Mitzi Bishy. <laughs> All right, yes. So now on <laughs> on to your boss. Oh, I'm sorry, the boss. Now, if you, I'm gonna set this up, but I I want you to. There's a there's a big there is a big uh, I told you so in this. I hate to say I told you so. Coming up here in a second, but let let yeah. me let me explain. So if you've been living under a rock for the past like two or three weeks, mm-hmm. uh, Bruce Springsteen, also known as the Boss, did a Super Bowl commercial or big game commercial or whatever uh, with Jeep. I believe the Jeep that he drove in the commercial. Uh, I think it was a was CJ. his. I believe it was one from his cor- yeah, collection. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah. Out in the middle the of Kansas and Nebraska, that, uh, yes, okay, and so the whole concept of the video was to meet in the middle, and it was a political, it was it was politically stirring, and there was a lot of um, uh, buzz around they it got for a lot that of backlash. Reason. Okay, so then yeah, Jay and yeah. I started talking about this, and if you haven't seen the video, Jeep took it down. You can watch it on our uh, commentary where. We did release a commentary on that video in the middle. You can watch the whole video there. And and we encourage you to go do that. Um, we started watching <laughs> this unfold, and we were talking about the comments on YouTube and how it was not trending well. Meaning, um, you know, if you, if you release anything on social media, how it trends is a big factor. Is it 70% positive? Is it 80% positive? And most of the com, it was about 50 50. It was not, uh, it was not doing well in terms of people's responses and feedback. And I don't want to get into that so much as I want to get into, you know, me messaging Jay or calling Jay the next day and going, dude, they just took this video down. Holy cow, this is a huge deal. And, right. And we had a conversation about that. And, you know, why did Stellantis decide to pull the video? Well, you know, it certainly feels like it was because of all the negative press and the blowback they got out of the actual ad itself. However, right. news right. dropped of mm-hmm. a DUI Springsteen got DWI. DWI, sorry. Yes. Yep. In November of 2020, on his motorcycle, in a national. Uh, no, I don't know if it was a national somewhere in New park Jersey. It was a, it was a state park. Okay, state state park. I okay. think. Okay, and, and, and um, there, yeah. uh, let's see, uh, Gateway National Recreation Area. Oh, it's a federal park administered by the oh, U.S. National Park. park Service. Okay, 
So there you go. Good, good idea. Uh, he stopped to talk to some fans. Uh, fans. Somebody gave him a shot of tequila. He accepted. Park ranger witnessed it, pulled him over. Now, okay, all that aside, isn't this a coincidental timing? Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. do you suspect that Stellantis possibly knew about this? Before? Okay. Okay, yeah. Like, take it away. Uh, Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right. So so when we were having our conversation, you bring to my attention the video has been pulled down. And I'm like, you know what, man? That thing got too political for, for, for Stellantis, I believe. And um, they're going to just – you just wait. They, they're going to pull it down, and I bet you that they're going to put this on Bruce. They're gonna dig some. They got somebody back there digging some dirt up. I less than twenty four hours before it got yes. pulled down, you were saying yep. this. I said that. Now Stellantis came out and made a statement that said that they pulled the video down after the story broke about the DWI. Well, let me tell you something, guys. There was no story broken about the DWI before they pulled that down. I mean, how does that happen? And not make the news wire mm -hmm. until the Super Bowl ad, unless right. somebody wants you to know about it. I mean, they've had three months, right? Right. So, of course, Stellantis comes out and says the right thing, which is, you know, we, we don't promote, condone drinking and driving. We didn't know about this, so we're out of it. That's why we pulled it. And, you know, we're wishing Bruce the best. But you can still watch it. Bruce didn't pull it down off of his site. You can watch it there. Okay. You can watch it on our site. And the guy who shot the video, it's on his site from what I understand as well. So it's still out there. You can watch it, but it just is not on the Stellantis site. Um, now, here's what's even more interesting about this. This is why this is why it gives a little bit more cred to what I'm saying. Okay, Springsteen... Um, he did eventually take a breathalyzer. He wasn't going to at first, but he did take I'm a breathalyzer. I'm so glad you went there. Go ahead. Okay. So so the cop the cop said that, you know, he 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 could smell alcohol. Um that, you know, he 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 appeared to be slurring his words just a little bit and you know, having a little his eyes looked glossy. Well, he's seventy one, man. He's seventy one years he's old. He's on a people, triumph okay? motorcycle in November. It's probably now, a little chilly in New Jersey. Little chilly. Yeah. And here's the other thing. If you've not, if you're not a musician and you've never been on stage with a band to understand what that does to the nervous system, or there's a reason why these guys wear um, you know, ear protection in their ears. And but they were not doing that early on. So he's got, you know, there's there could be some central nervous system things going on with Bruce that causes him to have these these things. He did give in to a breathalyzer. Okay. What do we know he the results blew, of that? Yes, we know the results. 0 0.02 blood okay. alcohol. And the uh intoxication threshold is 0 0.08. So he was under Come the legal on. limit. He was under the legal limit. Yes. Okay. If that were a regular he, checkpoint, and you take mm -hmm. a breathalyzer, and they're not uh, on your mm -hmm. way, dude. Okay. So you're on your now, way. Now I I must point out that at the location he was in, alcohol is banned in in that area. But he did not know that. 
because ignorance of it the law only, is not a crime. I mean, it's not I an excuse. It's not an excuse. Okay, but being from the area, he's been there many times before. They made it a point to bring out that in November of 2019, that's when they passed okay. law when you so, couldn't do it. Okay, if you are caught in possession of alcohol, that is, if I'm not mistaken, and I'm I'm no attorney. Okay, but. I'm going to make a best guess here that the, the punishment for that would be different than the punishment for driving under the influence or driving while intoxicated. Right. Possession of alcohol is different than operating right. a motor vehicle with alcohol. Right. Okay. So exactly. if they're going to charge him for being in possession of alcohol on federal property where it's not allowed, that's one thing. Okay. Right. Now the consumption of alcohol on said property could be another mm-hmm. charge. But still, that's not kind of... This is a DWI arrest, if I'm not mistaken, okay? Right, right. So, you got a guy that's under the legal limit. He blew. He passed. uh, He told him exactly what happened. Yep. And this is a federal case. It's, you know... I've I've been I, you know I travel a lot I go into a lot of national parks uh, we've got a, a you know a federal parkway that runs close to us uh, I've had friends get ticket ticketed on it for speeding it is a different animal okay I do understand that but this doesn't really add up to the huge ordeal oh. people are making out of it especially it, since it happened in November right. Happened in November before before the commercial. I mean, look. Let me let me say this again. We said this about GM and the Nikola deal. Okay, you vet. <laughs> you you go through the process of looking into things, man. Yeah, you you pull if up. Yeah, yeah. Right. Why did you bring Bruce Spring, Springsteen in to begin with? I know why. Because he can send a strong message just by his fan base alone, talking about bringing people together. I mean, he's the born in the USA guy. He's, you know, all of these things. It made sense. And if you go back to our podcast and you listen to what I said, I was like, ah, it's a, you know, it was a cool commercial and everything, but ah, it's a little bit too, too, too political, I think, man. And then lo and behold, they, they pull it the very next day. Now, Bruce Springsteen is going to be just fine, people. He will be just fine, um, and he'll just take his uh, his Jeep and trade it in somewhere and go get something else. But um, I'm telling you right now, it's a shame that the boss was thrown under the bus. Well, man. and and look, you know, I I understand people's point of view on weight and why maybe this was a bad choice for this kind of a commercial with the, this kind of right. message. I get right. it. Okay. And I probably would agree with you, uh, to, to some of the points that I've seen in some of the comments that I've seen, but that's on Stellantis or Jeep for making a bad decision. If Stellantis or Jeep is using a DUI or a DWI to get out of, a controversy a, a poor choice at someone yeah. else's expense that's not cool and look man you made your bed you lie in it okay you shouldn't right. have put the boss in a in a controversial political position 
where he's, you know, always been very clear where he stands and then realize right. it after it airs and you read through the YouTube comments and then try to take it down. I mean, that's, that's you know, yeah. This plays right into what we've been saying all along, that a lot of these auto makers are, are doing this live polling stuff. Yeah. And they're not doing their homework. They're, you know, and again, I don't care, even if this had turned it up, turned that up i don't i'm not sure that it would have would have i mean i don't know i, I would have taken at it and uh, taken a look at it and gone okay well no prior record uh understand the circumstances i mean what if the guy had gone to his daughter's wedding and he had had a shot just before he left i mean does that make him a bad guy no of course not it doesn't he was celebrating something he was in the moment i'm not condoning it this is not what I'm doing, but I'm just telling you the circumstances. You put the you put the shoes on your feet, okay? Where would you be at? Does he deserve to have his just name smeared for this? Um, I think he deserves an opportunity, just like anybody else does, to go through the, the the court process and see what happens from there. And of course, he's got plenty of money, and I'm sure he's got a lot of legal representation to get him through those processes. But hey, man, you know Stellantis. Period. Bottom line is, you, you know why you pulled this video. That's all I'm saying. I, I don't have anything else really to say on that, but they know why they pulled this yeah. video. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it's you know not because of the DWI. That's my thoughts, and we'll leave it at that. Um, so let's uh, let's move on. Keith, what do we got uh, next? I'm here? turning left, Jay. <laughs> I'm turning left. Where are you going? All right. Left. All right. So turn, turn so. Left. Um, um, I live in Nashville, for those of you that I live in the area, for those of you that didn't know. Right. And at one point, uh, I remember when it was built and opened, not too far from where I reside, uh, they constructed a large, fairly state-of-the-art Huge. super speedway. And mm -hmm. it was in use for, what, maybe about 10 years? Um, maybe it's not in the city. It's out pretty far away from... Downtown. Yeah, so Gla Gladeville, yeah. which is about a, I don't know, maybe a 30-minute yeah. drive to the east of Nashville, out beyond, what, Mount Juliet yep. in that area? So Nashville Super Speedway. And then it all just sort of went dormant. And I want to say this was, I, I might be wrong in the timeline, but it was right around that that recession era, right? It was. And 2011. You, know, you even had... That's right. You had Craftsman Truck Series yep. running there. They had they had some races, and you also had the IRL had, had yep. some races there. Yep, it's a big there. facility. It, and it it's huge. It's a, is it a two mile track? Uh, it is. Isn't it? I think it's a, so. It's a super speed. It's yeah. a big one. It's like Daytona size or Talladega size, I think. And it also has a drag drag racing strip. Yeah, yeah. A drag strip in the middle of it. So it's huge. It, it was designed with in mind that we're going to have huge events here and it was well thought out it, they they built a, a a freeway exchange for for ingress and egress of traffic uh they had some hotels go in of course they went under too but i think now it'll probably come back but um i lived in nashville for 25 years and before i moved to nashville it was it was very shortly before or maybe there shortly after that the the short track in in Nashville, they're just in South Nashville, which is right there between Knowlesville Road and yeah, by the the, the old fairgrounds, yeah, yeah, the old fairgrounds Speedway is what they called it. That's where you know some of those guys cut their teeth on. I mean, Michael Waltrip, Daryl Waltrip, mm -hmm. um, 
Sterling Marlin, um, a lot of those old drivers, those Tennessee drivers, uh, that's where they cut their teeth. Um, Formosa, Formosa Brothers Racing uh, was huge there. I had some friends that worked the track. I had been to several of those races, and they had NASCAR at one time. And they everybody kept saying, well, it's coming back to Nashville, and it never did, and that's when they built the big one. Right, the super And NASCAR yep. never came. Then after things were working out, I think Dover Downs purchased it, and they were under um, their umbrella. When that happened, everybody got excited because they're like, well, okay, so we have the race in Dover, Delaware, at Dover Downs in Dover, Delaware. Now that they own this track here, maybe they're going to split it and have a race here. That never happened. Um, I'm still to this day scratching my head why NASCAR doesn't work in Nashville. Yeah, it's, I don't know, and I, I would love to have that answer also. Um, but I, you know, now they did have the Xfinity series here at that Super Speedway, mm-hmm. right? At one point, yes, they did. They did. Yeah, um, that was one of the last last ones. Yes. So, so it, so here we go. They're going to try again. This is a huge undertaking, a huge expense. Basically, this thing's been abandoned for ten years. Uh, yeah. and, and it's not that old in terms of, you know, compared to some of these other tracks, it's just that it's been left unattended for a decade, you know, and that's the issue. There's going to be so much work to bring it back up to speed. Uh, they're yeah, targeting June, obviously. let's see the race, June 18, there you go through 20. Yeah. June 18 through 20 this year. That's right. Um, and just understand there's a lot of degradation that goes on with, with certain components of the track you know the the concrete this is a concrete track so they've gone in and i understand they've laid some asphalt down in some of the turns um and 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 again let's go back to this i'm noticing this in this headline uh this is this is the first time in 37 years that a nascar cup series racing will will be front and center yeah nascar cup not not xfinity not craftsman yeah series. this is the NASCAR uh, cup. this is this the... is the big cup this is it uh this is the um what, they, uh, what is it? So you can tell we're we're yeah. yeah it's the one yeah, that you can tell the, we're the Ally four hundred. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Ally four hundred. Yeah. There you go. Um, that's a weight loss thing, isn't it? Ally. Ally's a bank. Oh, is it? Yeah. But isn't there another like Ally like weight loss? Don't you watch NASCAR, Jay? Ally's a bank. Dude, I, I haven't watched NASCAR in years. I mean, my my guy is you know retired. That's Dale Earnhardt Jr. Well, and I think um, he had a part in, at some level, trying to put something back to the original short track that you mentioned that was at the uh, at the old fairgrounds, but that didn't pan out, and I don't know if he was involved in this or not. But Yeah. yeah. Well, let me give you a little bit of, just so you guys that are listening to All this, right. and you're interested in it, and you're living in that area, or even if you're not living in that area and you want to fly to Nashville, let me tell you how easy it is to get to Nashville. When you get off the air, airplane there, man, you just rent a car and take a right and head east on I-40. I mean, it is so easy to get to. It's so easy to get to downtown. So um, trust me when I tell you this, if we're in some sort of normalcy or if we're, even if we're at quarter percent or half percent of of what we should be based on COVID restrictions, you're still going to have a great time. Nashville's just, um, a, it's just a great I'm going to need man. to edit this section out. I'm just going to warn you right now, you know, because when <laughs> right. I moved here, it was so, a nice community and now it's traffic so bad. And uh, <laughs> let me just rephrase, uh, summarize what Jay just said, everybody. Uh, this place is a crime. It's riddled with crime. Uh, there's dumpster fires everywhere. It's really not safe. 
Um, yeah. Please don't come. Don't visit. Don't don't think about watch it on TV. Yes, absolutely. Uh, if you don't right. live here, in fact, if you do live here, there are better races elsewhere. You might want to move to one of those cities and just uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. All right, all right. We know we know what you, we know what you you mean, man. It's all good, but. Look, the, uh, NASCAR takes this thing very seriously, and so does the the track ownership. Um, and they're focusing on um, the safety and health of their drivers and their teams, um, also as well as the, um, uh, the 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 audience, the the attendees. Um, they are focusing on uh, right now working on the infield care center. So don't come because uh, it's, it's not safe. <laughs> it's being completely gutted and and redone. All the suites will be redone. Lighting, sound system, all of those sorts of things. Um, but not in time for y'all to come visit. Right. Um, they ha- yeah, they have safer barriers in order to, to protect the drivers. They say now, and they have done some asphalt um, uh, applications on on the apron to the concrete track. And see, there's not that many concrete tracks out there, mm-hmm. which is what makes this cool. Um, you know, Dover Downs is one of those. Uh, so um, I'm excited. Again, I'm, I'm happy for Nashville to, to get, get this going again. And I would fly out annually for a race there just because I know what the track yeah. is. It's a beautiful location, man. It's so perfect. It really yeah. is. So uh, We'll see how it goes. Hit the uh, hit, ring the bell. Hit the subscribe button. The, the next uh, opportunity that we have to get a little bit more information into this, who knows, I'm going to get out there and give you some... Uh, <sighs> some live uh on-site remote stuff but you won't know unless you go to youtube.com forward slash parts counter gurus and subscribe so please and thank you that's exactly right that's exactly right man talking about that dang old nascar coming on back to nashville tell you what all right dale you want to get into this uh you want to get into this uh this big deal yeah we're talking about the battle for planet stellantis that's what we're talking about all right. Okay. So, um, it's funny how, and this is the world we live in, guys. You have to understand that. So, what we say today could be different tomorrow. And as two individuals who cover uh, things that happen uh, in the automotive industry or technology industry, period, um, just as quick as we get that information out to you, things change, um, as in this case. So I don't know if you guys (laughs) knew this or not, but um, Stellantis uh, obviously is now the the name, the umbrella in which um, Fiat Chrysler as well as uh, PSA or the Peugeot um, group are under now. They they named it Stellantis. Um, but we know what Chrysler holds near and dear to their heart, and so do their fans. And they have the street and racing team, the SRT team, um, that are building the Hellcats. Um, they're, they're, they're cramming these suckers into these Jeeps and just, I mean, let's face it, they're doing things with that platform, the SRT um, platform with the Hellcat, the Red Eye, all these things. Um, that no other manufacturer is really doing. I mean, they have racing technology, but again, these guys are cramming them into Jeeps and minivans. Let me, so, let me give you the, just for those of you just tuning in, let me give you the brand portfolio under, this, uh, yeah. under the Stellantis badge. So Jeep, ahead. Chrysler, 
Dodge, Ram, Mopar, Fiat, a Barth or a Barth, depending on you know how you pronounce it. Maserati, a Barth, Alfa Romeo, Lancia, Citroen, DS Automobiles, Peugeot, Opel, and Vauxhall or Vauxhall. Right, Vauxhall. Yeah, Vauxhall. So yeah, just a bunch of automobiles. Yeah, you know, we get it. I you know so just a, they. They want to make a global push. Now, they announced uh, earlier in the week, and I, I don't know that this mm-hmm. was an announcement so much as it was just the media finding out about it, that this SRT, it was the media f- SRT yeah. team that you just referenced, right? Yep, right. B- was disbanded. That's their engineering Correct. team that is going to uh, be responsible for creating things like that Hellcat Challenger, right? Right, that's right. Um, they've done some cool stuff can- in the past. I think that's the same group, if I'm not mistaken, that put the Viper together. What? Yeah, it right. did. It, it shocked a lot of people when that happened. And um, just so you got, you know, they produced some really potent uh, machines. Um, Basically, these were the Hel- muscle. This yeah. is the muscle car division. Yeah. Okay. Performance. They, you know, the, the Hellcat in 2015, uh, which uh, you had the Demon drag car a few years later. Yep. Um, and they produced a lot of SRT branded Jeeps, um, Chargers, uh, Challengers, and. Yeah, I think that even some of the Ram pickup trucks have some of the SRT packages, which they're calling the tra- Trailhawk. There's a Trailhawk package, mm-hmm. which is basically an SRT. Um, so it falls under that SRT team, um, which is the the street and racing team team uh, for for all of that technology and engineering. Well, they're not going anywhere. That's what we're hearing now. They originally said that they were, they did disband them, but they spread these guys out evenly. And so they weren't fired; they were reassigned now, elsewhere in the company. Right. There's just no longer a dedicated SRT team. Um, the engineers who comprise that group continue to work for the company. Uh, they were spread out um, uh, to various Stellantis brands, over a dozen, they say, and integrated into the global engineering organization. Um, they'll con- the, the former team, though, will continue its performance-oriented work while also assisting other brands. Um, so it's not going to go away. So it'll be interesting to see how Stellantis, under this new umbrella, how they utilize that technology. Um, my thoughts are they're going to keep it. So keep keep working on that here in this in the U.S. I'm going to pontificate here for a second. Okay, this is okay. this is just me kind of guesstimating based on some previous things that we've seen both Stellantis and Fiat Chrysler do. Um, they've indicated, and we know this to be factually true, that the, that the days are numbered for some of those high-performance engines that they were using for in things, for example, like the Hellcat, right? Like, they've right. already come out and right. said that's going to be a limited thing at the, going forward. They're not going to continue to do that for the next decade, Okay. And you're not here, and, and again, to point this and bring this up, because they're not, they haven't really shown their hand if there is a significant move towards electrification right. either. So that's, so that's a key point we need to make here. So it is rare in the automotive industry that a manufacturer will make a, a, a discontinuation change without having a simultaneous plan for something to take that place. So, for example, right. you know, you're going to see, um, you know, it, it, this is why we were so shocked with Toyota. You know, if they're going to discontinue the Land Cruiser, what are they going to put in its spot in the lineup? Like, like they got to have something. So 
Now, now I understand that the SRT badge on these that's just a that's that's just one version of that Challenger, right? Or that's you right. know, whatever car it is. It's not the whole car line. It's just a performance version of that car. All right. Right. That's like what Toyota would do with their TRD package. Right. Or that's right. Nissan and their Nismo package. It's, just, it's so it's similar. like if, it's yes. like sort of if Nissan got rid of their Nismo team. That's a good. That's okay. right. So, so what seems to me to to make sense in this move is that there is a plan to put these engineers in another area, perhaps where it isn't in in ice in the internal combustion engine performance side. Because mm-hmm. Stellantis has a vested interest in moving d- in, in, in a direction of electrification, okay? They do. And so yes. makes sense to me that maybe we're not going to have an SRT version of whatever anymore, but we might right. have an electrified performance version of... You know, I don't think they're going right. to turn the, you know, the Challenger into an electric vehicle... But they may do this on some of their stuff, you know? They could. And if going back a few podcasts, Keith, if you remember, we talked about the reveal of the Grand Cherokee L. Right. And they had made mention of the one of the Jeeps, the CJs, you know, offered in what they call the 4xE platform. Mm-hmm. And at the end of that video of the reveal of the Grand Cherokee L, they revealed that they were also working on a 4xE version of that. So electrification is coming in some way, shape, or form. We knew that. We talked about it. We had some chatter. But they were not as um, forthright in coming out and just saying, this is what we're doing, like Ford and GM has done. So there's a little bit more of, um, um, you know, more of a, hey, hey man, don't tell anybody. Yeah, right. And it, you know, it could be a good thing. It could be a good thing yeah. that they're working on something really cool and they just don't want to let the cat out of the bag yet because but. of the competition watching them. Did, did people actually used to put cats in bags? I mean, where does that come from? You know, <laughs> I, uh, but but I, no but idea, I digress. Man. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, same old saying like scalded dog. I mean, who's throwing hot water <laughs> right. on a dog? Right. What's I mean, wrong with people, man? What's wrong with people, man? You know, some of these old sayings, man. That, you know, we should dedicate a podcast to the old sayings. We should do that. The top 10 old sayings is from your family. Boy, if you don't eat that, I'm going to slap you clear yeah. in the next Tuesday. Yep. But uh, can't get away with that now. That'd be called child abuse. Um, so it's funny that, that we're talking about this you know, electrification. So we turned up some information that, you know, maybe they're, they're up to something. Keith, what do you think? I, 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 there is no doubt in my mind that they, they are up to something. Uh, well, who is the superhero? That's, uh, the superhero out there. What's his name? His name is, um, Magneto. He's a fictional character. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, now, Magneto, mm. let me take a comic book nerd break here for just a second. For those of you who don't know, that yeah. comes from the Marvel Universe. He's featured right. prominently in a lot of the um, X-Men movies that have been out. He was uh, kind of an arch nemesis of Spider-Man for a while. Um, he is right. not a good guy. Okay? Nope. Uh, nope. He was considered a villain in most cases, although in some of the more recent X-Men movies, he's taken a little bit more of a neutral role. But I digress. That term has significance because why, Jay? Talking about Magneto. Well, we were just talking about, you know, what in the world is 
Stellantis doing? What are they going to do with, with Jeep and Chrysler? And you even put me, I mean, you interviewed me for the CEO of, of Stellantis, I did. man, and asked me yep. what would I, and what did I say I would, what would I work on first? Uh, something in the Jeep lineup, if memory serves. Yeah, I was thinking maybe electric Jeep, maybe, like the 4xE program they got coming out. Well, look, man, Magneto, for those of you who don't know what Magneto really means, but Magneto is that 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 Marvel comic character. Um, Mag- a Magneto is a small electric generator containing a permanent magnet and used to provide high-voltage pulses. So it just so happens that Stellantis has filed a trademark for the name Magneto. Um, and speculation is is that they are they are positioning themselves to brand themselves um, in some way, shape, or form for uh, future electrification. And just as as um, you've got the Mach E, um, you got like Chevy and this Bolt. They 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 got the new logo, and I mean, so now here is Stellantis doing the same thing. Well, and um, here's where the speculation comes into play with your whole yeah, Jeep. Uh, yeah. Okay, so we already Let's know that Jeep is working on an electric Wrangler. They've That's they've right. a- acknowledged that um, mm-hmm. the Magneto character that we keep referring to. He was able to move metal objects with with his person, with his mind. I guess That's you'd right. say. That's right. He could yep. he could willfully move them around, and anything that could be affected by a magnet, meaning most metal objects, right? He could right. he could o- overpower those objects. Well, mm-hmm. you have a metal object in a Jeep and a fixed magnet situation like a magneto that could mm-hmm. power or move that object makes sense. Correcto. Man, see, we, man, we are just like we've got this figured out, my I, friend. I really just wonder why more people don't come. I mean, if you just want to know, you just need to come here first. Hit the subscribe button. You'll find out about it it before anybody else. YouTube.com forward slash Parts County Gurus. Smash the subscribe button, please. Thumbs up. No thumbs down. And hey, you, (laughs) thumbs downer, you're killing me, man. I don't know who you are, but you're the only one thumbs down on us. You need to stop. Go elsewhere. Okay, I'm done. Anyway, um, so... Please direct all thumbs yeah. down to... Who, <laughs> yeah. who do we not like this week? Right, Where right. do we want to send those? Down. Okay. Right, right. So, I, you know, I, I, it looks like you've got Planet Stellantis. They're putting together this, like, superhero team. To come and take over the world with electrification, man. So they filed a trademark for the name yeah. uh, that shows yeah. intent to move forward. I would say their plan aligns with your prediction. Um, I think so. I, I mean, it, this is, again, I've said this a lot today. I say this frequently. It's fun to watch this stuff play out. It really is. You know? We'll keep you abreast of the situation, no doubt about I mean, it. I, and, you know, I do, I, I've got to say our track record on predictions is pretty solid like it's pretty good yeah. man i think we've um we we pay attention you know, i hate to say i told you so <laughs> so you know stellantis is not the only one electrifying gm's not the only one electrifying ford's not the only one electrifying 
everybody's going to electrify. You got e-bikes out there, man. You got Harley Davidson with the what do they call it? The wired or whatever it is, the live wire. Yeah, or I think it's the live wire. Yeah. I can't keep up with all these yeah. these fancy electrification names. But um, Chevy Bolt. I mean, well, at least Hummer is a Hummer, but it's just Hummer EV, you know. And it hums. You know, power lines hum. Um, I would like to say to the state of Texas, you guys may have a real problem if you don't get that grid fixed. Yeah, so again, we've talked about this. This is going to be a problem as more and more manufacturers build more and more electric vehicles because that is a huge hit on the the grid. That is not typically 110. It's 220. It's a huge load. It's a big hit. That is why. I bet you that's why Elon's moving to Texas. He's going to help them out with their grid, Mm. man. Because I don't know if... I mean, if you haven't been watching the news, I mean, I already knew this. Keith already knew this, that there are basically three grids in the U.S., and Texas is on their own grid. And you can't buy power from somebody you're not doing business with, man. So you can't, like, move it around. Right. Anyway, um, we talked about going, you know, out with your RV and we've had this on before where we talked about the silver bullet, right? All right. You want to do this? We'll do Let's do this. Okay. Let's do this one. All right. Go for it. All right. So we'll, we'll, this is, we'll, we'll close it with this one, I guess, right? We'll close All it right. with this one. Yes. So this is fun when you sort of end up not exactly where you plan, but that's all right. It's, you know. I'm just kind of weaving the basket, I'm, man. This has become a theme with us on this program. I just reference a jazz musician and say... You you throw anything you want at me, and I'll find my way to improvise out of it. Okay. Right on. So, Sounds good. Now, we talked about this before. I feel like the, the, the news is more in what the other people are doing, but let's go ahead and... Okay, so Airstream has mm-hmm. confirmed that they are going to make an electric assist silver bullet, as Jay referred to it. They are RV. moving forward, yep. man. And... This makes a lot of sense from the standpoint of so much sense. More people having EVs and those airstreams, at least at this point, being lighter. Now, when you start That's adding right. a bunch of batteries in there, it is going to affect that weight significantly. But you're if you're going to tow something with your EV, like for example a Tesla Model X, you're going to reduce your range because of that added tow load that you're that you're pulling. So. Mm-hmm. If they're able to supplement that by battery packs or whatever they're going to do in this Airstream, that would be a huge plus. But also, and this is something that I know and you know, Jay, and I just think more people aren't aware of it. And I don't know why the RV parks aren't capitalizing on it more. Where? Okay, so we we just said it takes 220 most of the time to rapid charge these EVs, right? Right. Where can you easily find 220 that has had 220 or 50 amp service for decades all over the United States? People have been plugging their RVs into those power poles for for years and years and years. Uh, There's always a couple spots open. Well, there used to be before, you know, everybody went out and bought an RV last year. But during the day before somebody checks in if you need to power up for 30 minutes pull in that's extra revenue for the rv park owner you know he's letting you charge Mm -hmm. your tesla or whatever right so 
it makes sense to be able to, if you're going to pull your Airstream in and plug it in anyway, well, now you can mm-hmm. charge it up and charge your EV up and be on your well, way, th- right? There's a couple of couple of things here. You know, the electric assist is not only that, storage, mm-hmm. um, but it also is going to be equipped with, um, you know, electric motors just like the vehicle has. So in a specific mode... It'll be just like I, I would assume. It'll be just like a, a, a coupler, and you're, you're braking. And so, you know, when you have power assist brake or electric brakes, and all the couplers that you hook up for that, to where it works in tandem with the vehicle. Um, this is going to be the same way to where it will be talking to the vehicle, knowing like it, computer to computer. Right. We'll be talking to each other and basically saying, "Okay, we're going up a hill now," and the RV that also has motors right. that can drive will be able to assist the vehicle up with a lot less power loss. Right. In other words, giving it that extra two cylinders it may need if it were an, uh, uh, you know, an ICE uh, vehicle, uh, uh, internal they combustion are, engine If vehicle. they do any power transfer at all, they are going to have to come up with a new generation of trailer plug connectors because right. the existing wiring can't handle that. Yeah, so um, you might ask why, why in the world... Would anybody be doing this? Well, it just makes great sense. Look, timing is good because you've got, over the next two years, supposedly what's going to be hitting the market is the Tesla Cybertruck, the Rivian R1T, the Lordstown Endurance, the GMC Hummer EV, and the Ford F-150 electric vehicle. Look, man. Right. You got to have, you got to, you got to, you know, you're buying them for a purpose. Yep. Not just because they're electric. You need a truck, not just because it's electric, but you're doing your part for the carbon neutrality factor if you're that conscious of that, and that's what you want, but you also like to RV, and there's going to be tons of people doing this. This is just it's a no-brainer, in my opinion, so, for these guys to be doing now, this. Now, Thor Motor Coach is the parent of Airstream, and what's interesting to me, and that's their kind of one of their premium RV brands, Airstream, is that Camping World let the cat out of the bag not too long ago that they are they are partnered with several other RV organizations that are doing the same thing. Um, and that, to me, is interesting because Camping World, who's probably the largest RV dealer in the country, has, a, has an interest and now may become a manufacturer of their own product line uh with a with a game changer right so they get this right. to market first because you can't if i'm not mistaken unless you buy used you cannot buy a new airstream in a camping world that is no that's a luxury dealer line it's like buying a lexus or an acura right. or a bmw you got to go to a specific luxury dealer for an airstream right um right. so uh lordstown motors is working with camping world on that effort that's right and yeah. that looks to be interesting for the reasons I just mentioned, that this could be a game changer in the RV industry if you have a dealer manufacturer situation. You know what, man? Absolutely. And as we're talking about this, you know, with COVID mm-hmm. and, you know, RV sales are through the roof now. You can't get a, you can't get a slip in a, in a, oh, in a campground yeah. without a year, at least a year out. You just have to wonder when you have a product like this coming out, you have an electric vehicle, 
and you have a way to store store electricity for that vehicle and and you know in in a in an economical and efficient way it's very appealing i wonder if we're not moving into some sort of nomadic type people man are we going to be that you know is our society turn because light you got you got starlink up I mean, there now where you're gonna what have you wi-fi be, jay have you not met me i mean have we met <laughs> i know you i know you but i'm talking about people that have never have never done this before and i want them all to move to nashville and then i'll leave right right that's the well, plan and why this is important why i bring this up is because in, people are moving out of cities mm-hmm. in droves right. record numbers of people right. they're buying rvs and they're they're getting out from underneath their houses they can work anywhere yep. Um, to pay attention to the to this market, man. It's it's a. Uh, I might advise we buy stock in Ultium Battery, and I or said that in our last podcast. You buy some land up that you can convert into RV RV parks. I you know. Oh man, there's a lot of land in this country that has has not been bought up. Quit putting subdivisions up, man. Just make an RV park. Yeah. Right. I, there there is a shortage right now. I know it's feast is, or famine with those is. things, though. They're either doing really well or they're they're struggling. You know. Yeah, yeah, guys. I, for me, it's stories like this that we have talked about several times um, that really excite me for this industry because things are starting to kind of come together and move into that direction where there's a lot of naysayers out there saying that the EVs won't work. We don't have the infrastructure. While I agree with some of the statements that have been made out there about the EV market, it's going to happen. Will it be by 2040 that we're completely carbon neutral? I I, I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball. Um, But we are certainly seeing companies make that effort to get there, which is more than we've seen in the past decade. Just in the last two years, we have really seen that uptick. And, And I believe... That COVID, this this worldwide pandemic, has has really assisted has in altered the, um, the course of yeah the 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 acceleration of this whole now, thing, man. I really do. It remains to be seen how embedded the EV platform can get before another generation comes in to compete. Meaning, you know, is it going to be hydrogen fuel cells or is it going to be solid state or whatever? But yeah. you know, the longer we are in EV phase, uh, battery-operated mm-hmm. automobiles. The more people buy those, the more of a standard it becomes. So anybody that's got a plan for something else, you better hurry up and get it to market. Right. And just like we we always say, you know, if you don't have a smartphone or a computer and you're not so computer literate, you're going to get left behind because these are... <laughs> You can make those excuses, man, but if you're not understanding what is happening right in front of you, right before your eyes, don't say no. Don't say it ain't going to happen because it is happening. The movement is is on. The electrification um, of vehicles is on, my friend. So, wow. I hate to be the one to break this to you, but automobiles are not human. They have no lineage or personality. I wonder why I keep forgetting that. I don't know. I just yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah. it's great. You want to uh, you want to you want to give us some uh, some some some, some hot some, some links? Stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hey, uh, 
Thank you all for listening. If you're listening to the podcast today, thank you for listening, first and foremost. Um, if you're watching, thank you as well. Uh, if you're listening, if you're not listening, um, go over and uh, go to parsecountyguru.com and click on the podcast tab, and you can subscribe and listen to it on any any platform you want to. For the video segments of, of our uh, podcast, uh, we have our YouTube channel, and that is youtube.com forward slash parsecountygurus. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Give us a thumbs up. If you give us a thumbs down, whatever. Uh, at least you're watching. Uh, we'll take it. Um, ring the bell so you're notified, um, and uh, you'll know when the next episode comes out or any video comes out. We've got a lot of fun things happening over there. Keith does a lot of great uh, DIY stuff. I try to put a few things out there from time to time. Um, also, we are social media uh, gurus, too. We're, we're, we're there. If you don't believe me, go to facebook.com forward slash Parse County Gurus and like us, share, tell a friend. We're there. You can go over to instagram.com forward slash the Parse County Gurus. Just you know, like us there, comment, do whatever you want to do. We're there. Also, we now have a Twitter handle. Uh, we are uh, at the counter show which is what you're listening to right now so get over there on twitter we're active on twitter as well uh is there any other social media we're not on tiktok are we no i've held off on that one mostly yeah, because yeah, we'll, i have more to say than their little short you know yeah we'll 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 I see i mean look we'll if see. you want to we'll, you know get on there and do some skateboard tricks or whatever i can uh i can post ooh, that out for i know you. some people that can help me with yeah. that maybe we can yeah so but yeah so um Anyway, just please, whatever you do, when you go to our website at parsecountyguru.com, you're going to find a, a, a complete menu up top there of things that you can choose from, podcast links. If we mention something on our podcast, it's there's a mention on the podcast link there. Uh, if you want to do some shopping on Amazon, if you look at the upper right-hand corner, uh, there is an Amazon link. Click on that, and you can shop. And when you do that, that helps us out if you shop through our website. We don't know who you are. We don't know what you're buying. It's just a door to get into Amazon. It really helps us out. It helps us keep the show going. And in order for us to, to continue to do this, we need some help like that. So very much appreciate any of you who have utilized that. And we very much appreciate any of you that will. I use it even, you know, myself. So I guess I'm kind of, you know, helping myself out. Yeah. Hey, well, somebody's so, got to. There you have it. Keith, why don't you... Uh, I've had it. This is a great show. Yeah, man. Okay. It's uh, this is a good. This is very. This has been a fun little uh, jazz experiment. For those of you that don't know why I keep referencing that and what we're talking about, the song as we as we wrote it got performed a little bit differently than 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 scripted, and I, right. I feel like that's okay. I think uh, I think some interesting things happened, and uh, it was fun, and uh, mm -hmm. you know, I hope the audience likes it. So uh, yeah, you know. Is is kind of interesting, yeah. you know? Yeah, love it. I'm telling you, love sometimes you stuff, get man. in there, man, and you just try to play a couple of wrong notes, this and is, you find your way out of it. <laughs> hey, Keith, this is why we do what we do, my friend. This is why we do what we do. We, we just love We enjoy yep. it. So. so speaking of great improvisation, uh, I'm going to leave you all with this. It is my hope that though Jay, have you ever, have you ever, you've been in a band, you've been in many bands, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, been in a few. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you can relate to this. It's my hope that those who have an inkling to play, write, perform, or otherwise do so. If not for yourself, then for the rest of us. It's not only that the world needs more artists, it's also just a lot of fun. Chick Corea. Yeah. 
Uh, rest in peace, my friend. Thanks, everybody, for my partner, Jay, over there. I'm Keith. Thank you so much for watching, subscribing, liking, clicking, telling a friend, all that good stuff. We'll see you next time. Hey, coming up on today's show, we've got a quite, quite a good show, quite the list of show on for the show. Hey, can I do that all over no. again? No.